Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Soccer We Trust YouTube family. We have a little bit of a soap opera brewing with U.S. soccer between the Burhalter family and the Reina family. And we have to get into it because that's just what we do here on Soccer We Trust. So hit like and subscribe and let's get after it. Yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to City Cone's favorite podcast of Soccer We Trust. If you don't know who City Cone is, she's the president of U.S. Soccer, and she is going to be a very busy lady, I would say, over these next few weeks, because there's some big news. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce. We don't know where Charlie Davies is because I think he's in shock, just like the rest of us around this saga Mm -hmm. about Greg Berhalter, the U.S. men's national team coach or former, potentially former U.S. men's national team coach since he's out of contract right now. They were looking to see whether they were going to renew him for the next four years or not. And the Reina family, who have to be considered the royal family, I would say, of U.S. soccer. Claudia Reina, the dad, played in four World Cups. Gia Reina, the son, played in a World Cup right now at 19 years old. The mom, Danielle, she played for North Carolina, had a great career herself as a player. So right now, Heath, we have to get into a little bit of the timeline because there was a statement yesterday from Greg Berhalter on Twitter which felt a little unverified, and was this a real thing or not? Mm, but apparently yeah. it was him. It was verified by U.S. Soccer. And he came out and brought up an incident that happened 31 years ago, and it seemed like got ahead of what was about to drop. Yep. And at this point, 31 years ago, when he was 18 years old, he kicked his now wife when they were at a bar, coming out of a bar back in the day in college, and and they broke up for a few months And then they got back together, they figured it out, and they've been happily married for 25 years, have four kids, and had seemingly moved past all of that, as one does, and grown from that. But Greg has to get out. He makes this statement. U.S. Soccer also confirms that this is Greg. Rosalind, his wife, came out and said that that she co-signed this thing. And and before we go any steps further, Heath, Mm. we got to give a shout out. Shout out might not be the right way to phrase it. Who are we shouting out right now, man? Nobody. I I guess I just want to take a moment and and 
and talk about Rosalind Berhalter, who now has to relive a very painful memory of her life yeah. and what's looking like because somebody's son didn't get a lot of playing time. And, and that is a really harsh way mm -hmm. to have to relive something that you had moved past and to go through. And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on kind of what I've stated so far? We'll, we'll get into more of the well, timeline as this goes. But well, well, here's the thing uh, on any level, whether it was what Greg Berhalter had said in his statement saying it was a kick or in the way that uh, Claudio Reyna's wife, Daniela, is saying that it was much more than than what they made it out to be of what it took place. That was all fully unacceptable. I don't want any of this to just be about this idea of like, oh, he made a mistake and we're going to move on from it. Yes, that should never be left in the dark period. But the way in which this is all happening, the way in which this is all playing out is punishing a, a, a lot of people and ruining a lot of private lives and private matters that, that aren't any of our business. And when I think about this, it all comes back to the fact of the timelines, right? The timelines are December 11th, Greg Berhalter goes into some, I, I don't remember what the forum was, but he speaks a about leadership some, conference. A, a, leadership a leadership conference, conference about how they managed uh, a situation where a player was about to be sent home and wasn't, and they handled it within the team and, and yada, yada, yada. People know the details of that story, right? It was handled uh, from what we know, uh, it was Gio Reyna, but at the time, nobody knew it was Gio Reyna. It was assumed. And then it started to come out, uh, players or others started to speak out about the situation was handled. That player, uh, owned up to it. That player changed their attitude and we moved on right on that same day was when the executive from us soccer allegedly received this information that, uh, was a, a bombshell, right? This idea of like, this person, you're saying this about this person, but uh, your head coach, Greg Berhalter, I have information on him that uh, could be very detrimental if it were to be released, right? That's what we know it as. Similarly, exact same timing. Since then, we kind of moved on from that. And then this statement comes out about Greg Berhalter's behavior, uh, right, and the domestic right. abuse issues from, from all that time ago. And like you said, we go to sleep. We, we kind of go to sleep at night wondering, like, what a weird thing. One, if it was just a kick, kind of a weird thing to have to make a statement about what information could be uh, dangerous, right? And we live in the world of cancel culture. So anything you do in a negative sense could potentially ruin you forever. So I understand the statement comes out, but I'm also wondering, like, what's going on? Like, just seems like an odd statement to make and then move on from, only to find out late last night that there was this information that was going to come out the next day. Uh, uh, and, and now have, uh, this, these drops from ESPN and Fox and others and journalists who have now looked into the issue and said that it was in fact, Danielle, um, which is, which is the wife of, of Claudio Reyna. I mean, that timeline in itself is, is, is crazy to me. And now I want to talk about the, the, just your Jimmy and, and, and my reaction to this. Yes. We, okay. We, this is, this sure, is where it sure. gets wild to me that, that this has taken place. And now we've got statements coming out from Danielle. We've got Claudio making a statement to back, backing his wife. And, and then, like you said, going back to one, Giorena, going two, to the Berhalters, the wider families, yeah. Rosalind, yeah. these people who have to relive this uh, type of drama in, in the public forum. Okay, so I want to say, and just put it out there, and you've already mentioned it, but I also want to make sure that I'm saying it too, that Greg Berhalter's behavior at any age – Acting in that way is unacceptable and an abhorrent behavior. And it seems like he's grown from that. And I think that there has to be room for all of us as humans to have room to grow and to change and to learn from that and to and to hopefully positive have a positive impact on 
the kids that you're raising in terms of how they deal with any anger or frustration or adversity or whatever it may be. And when I think about it from that perspective and in Danielle's statement, she says, and I think this is interesting, without going into detail, this is Danielle now, the statements from yesterday significantly minimized the abuse on the night in question, which you mentioned, Heath. Rosalind Burhalter was my roommate, my teammate, and my best friend, and I supported her through the trauma that followed. It took me a long time to forgive and accept Greg afterward, but I worked hard to give him grace and ultimately made, made both of them and their kids a huge part of my family's life. I would have wanted and expected him to give the same grace to Gio. This is why the current situation is so very hurtful and hard. She is likening the behavior of Greg Berhalter at a similar age to Gio. Mm -hmm. And she also mentioned that what she did or what Greg did was, was much worse than what Gio did. But it's not her place, Jimmy. It's not I agree. her place. I agree 100%. Greg Berhalter a, a, and his wife said that they grew from it. They learned from it. She wanted nothing it. to do with him. They built on that. I'm not excusing the decision or the mistakes that of he course. made. But it is not her place to bring that to life. And if it was... Where was she two years ago? Where was she when Greg Berhalter was playing? Where was she when Greg Berhalter, if she thought that he deserved nothing, then she should have spoke up for it. I get again. it. I now get she's it. doing it as an emotional mother. This is a mama bear. Like the way a mama bear protecting her son your was treated yes. in a situation and thought that he deserved more grace. And to be honest with you, Jimmy, I thought that while I don't think, I don't, I don't think Greg Berhalter should have spoken about what happens in a locker room whatsoever. As far as I know, no names were mentioned. But that was the triggering event. It was Clearly the, triggering, the event. triggering event. It was a triggering event, but no names were mentioned. And in fact, the way in which he was treated was that he was not sent home. He was left within the team. He was allowed to make amends. Now, that should have stayed within the team, for sure. But that leaked out. And I think that was her chance to say, you know what? Well, then guess what else can leak out? Um, and, I and, I, and I just, I just think that... I, I understand, and, and, and we learned this at, at an MLS when you're a rookie. The, a guy comes in and speaks and it says it takes five one hundredths of a second to process a thought, right? That can, make a, that can make or break your life forever. A decision that you make takes five one hundredths of a second to make the right or wrong decision, and you do that millions of times a day. She then went on to, 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 to text or, or call or email these uh, U.S. soccer executives that she thought was in private, but clearly there was some threats involved. If there was a need to make a statement, some threats that were like, I have information, as, as Greg Berhalter mentioned, that that could be sort of erupt. And, and, I, and, and that turns it into blackmail and threatening versus it being like, well, this happened. Like, why couldn't like that could also be handled directly in a way that these people were supposed to be close friends, not going to U.S. soccer or threatening to release information in this type of way, which, by the way, could and very well could have legal ramifications moving forward. Of course. So so I want to jump in and say, I think that we've gotten to the point of no return. I think that this move by Danielle Reyna, even though it could ruin some careers here, including her husband's, Claudio, it's going to damage it in some way. I, I don't know what Austin FC is going to do. I don't know if U.S. Soccer wants to work with Claudio moving forward. I don't know. But you're right. It, it wasn't their place to say this, this is, as I mentioned before, this is a mama bear protecting her cub who thought was being treated unfairly. And she had some dirt on the man who made that decision, who also did something that he obviously regrets at a young age and was trying to make that known. It's but horrible. I think it's going to have its intended effect. And it's sad. The whole thing is sad. 
Because if you keep Greg Berhalter moving forward, this is just going to follow it around. And and if Greg is remains the coach, I don't know if you can bring Gio in. Well, by the way, Jimmy, she and, and, and by the way, she's not even allowing it to live. She's saying that Greg and Rosalind are liars. She is saying yes, they are yes, lying yes, yes. about what happened. And she is underplaying what they're, they're sta- she she's saying that they are underplaying what this was. She says, yes. with the word minimize, statement. when she said minimize, she yeah. definitely, mi- she is saying, I'm not going to let this live and die by this statement. They are lying oh, and there's but, something missing. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's extrapolate that. If you were Greg and his wife, how many of the, how, I, what, what do they owe any of us with regard to the intimate details of what happened on that nothing. night? They don't, they owe us nothing. So why wouldn't they minimize what happened that night? I, why would why would you say, oh, hey, by the way, I did this and I did that? I, you just wouldn't do that. So yeah. I understand why they minimized. For her to go that direction and say, hey, by the way, actually, there's a lot more to it. Just, it just, it, it's incredible. The whole thing's incredible. And it feels so surreal. And ultimately, it's, at the base of all that, it's super sad. It's just yeah. sad that this is it's being played spoiled, out. It's privileged. It's all of those yes. things that Entitlement, this has to come out. For your child, who is... A world-class athlete, it's it's just horrible. I understand how anybody would feel when statements about your child's character come out publicly, right? And doesn't get addressed in a way that allows the rumors to swirl and all of that. But the people that I would expect to be able to handle this to most are people who've lived it themselves. I agree with you 100%, Heath. When, when, when we heard about this happening in Qatar, I thought, well, Claudio didn't even play in his first World Cup. He was on the 94 roster. He was the young guy. He had to sit and watch. That's what he had to do. I'm sure if you ask the 94 team that they probably thought Claudio was more than capable to be out there and play, mm-hmm. but he wasn't ready at that point. Now, we could argue, sure, Gio is probably ready, deserves some minutes, but for Greg, during that time, maybe he just wasn't the right fit in the puzzle that he was trying to put together. Obviously, we've had that discussion many times, and and we all wanted him to play more, and, and it didn't happen. So so it is what it is. But but Claudio had lived to your point. He lived through that experience, and he get to got to play in three more World Cups after that and be a captain. Gio was also into that space, and and so I guess to your point, if anybody knows how to deal with adversity at the highest level, Claudio and his wife should have been able to. nurture that right and say hey listen this is just part of it this is it's it's part of the journey if you get everything handed to you all at once will even mean anything right you still have to go out there and do what you have to do to be a good professional i just i when i heard all this i'm like well he's got the best dad out there well not to manage manage this situation yeah in particular and and and, a mom obviously has been through it as well not only did she get to play but she also was around for when claudio had his ups and downs i just thought this is this is a good situation that, for him to work through this. Yeah. And it went, it's almost like they were egging him on to be more pissed off. Like, yeah. no, you deserve to be out there. Like, it's like the ultimate soccer, youth soccer parents yeah. playing out at the highest level here in the U.S., which is absolutely batshit crazy. And, and DMaximo83 is saying abuse is worse than anything the Reinas did. I, I fully agree. It is worse, but it's none of our business. This is something that happened decades ago that they worked through. And they they kept inside. They got married. They had a family. They grew together. I'm not saying that that's okay at any point or at any time, but that is for 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 them. That is for their families. That is for the Reinas who consoled them to be a part of. And she said it took her a long time to forgive them. 
which means she went out of her way to forgive Greg Berhalter. But now she's bringing it back to life after all of these years, something that she's known. If that's something she didn't stand for, if that's something she didn't like, if that's something that she couldn't live with, why is it coming only in spite of what's happening to her son? And again, I know she clarifies and says, you know, the way that he's being treated is the way that I would hope that, that you know, the way that they handled Greg would, would have been the same way that they handled my son. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know how he was poorly handled. I understand Greg leaked something that was fully inappropriate to leak to the public. But looking at this situation, I, 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 it just, like you said, it, like she came out with a statement. She could have just been like, you know what? Mama Bear got the most of me, got the best of me. And I, 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 I shared information of my best friend that was not mine to share with people that is now le- leaked out. And I said it in a way that was wrong and blah, 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 whatever she wants to do. But her statement is doubling down, Jimmy. Her statement is saying, yeah, well, yeah, yeah they're lying yeah. about what actually happened. It was even worse. Just so you guys, just so you guys know, yeah. it wasn't just a kick. It was a lot more than that is what she's suggesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, all of that is wrong, whether it's one kick or it's a thousand, it's fully wrong. But instead of her just uh, being able to to, like, I don't know, it's just not her. In, it's not her info to share, man. It's just yeah. not her info to share. Yeah, it, we, we, I think we could all sit here and say that abuse is is the worst part of this whole thing. No, yeah. no question. It's wrong. But that just wasn't. It just wasn't Daniel Reyna's information to share. That is something that's private. And when as or as, weaponized, as, she weaponized as, it. She weaponized it. Yeah, she didn't share it because she said, you know what. I feel like the public needs to know that this guy has a domestic abuse past or that this person made mistakes, right? It's going to have, listen, she's, she's still going to get it. I think it's going to have the intended effect. Yeah. Because it's well, just let's talk gonna... about the locker room. Where do you, where do you go from here, Jimmy? Right. I, I, I know this is super visceral right now and we're just coming to terms with it, but you've got one hand, Greg, which now has this mysterious reputation of like, was it true? Was it not? Uh, can I trust him? Can I not? And then you have uh, up and coming, and a player that I have consistently said outside of Yunus Musa, the player that could be the best ever U.S. soccer player we ever had. Now part of this drama that will never go away, ever. Right? This cannot just disappear and we move on from it. We will move on from it, but it'll never go away. It'll never disappear. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I, I, let's, let's just focus on Gio first. He's probably pissed at his parents. I, I know he's probably upset about how he was treated and then Greg doubled down. And, and we had mentioned before in a previous podcast, if you're new here, we appreciate the support and for joining in and, and being a part of this. Uh, we have fun here, maybe not today per se, but uh, more often than not, we have fun. But I think that Greg wanted to get that Geo stuff off of his chest. He wanted to let everybody know why he didn't play Geo a lot during the World Cup. Yeah, he was carrying a weight there. He was carried a weight, and he got it off of his chest. He thought he was in a private thing. It wasn't private, and it leaked out, and now you have this, the the ripple effect of that decision. Gio came out, what, the same day or or the next day saying, I thought this was going to be kept in-house. It wasn't kept in-house. And and to what Danielle said, to paraphrase a little bit, that her, her son got dragged through the mud when everybody thought the dust had settled and now they were reacting to Greg saying something and kind of betraying their trust and not being treated with the same grace as, as she treated Greg way back when, right? She'd been holding on to that for a very long time. And now it just got on earth, right? When she got emotional about her, her treatment of her son. Right. So, so it, it's tough. I, I think that Gio maybe in some ways, 
feels like he probably appreciates the support. It's one of those things. If you have parents like, oh man, I, I, even as a kid I, or, or, or just as a, as a son in general, at some point you're like, I don't want my parents getting involved in my stuff anymore. I, I like just, just come to my games and clap. Like, I don't need you to bitch at the referee. I don't need you to go at the coach. Like I'm going to handle it from here. And but so Jimmy, Jimmy, by the way, when, this, when this normal? About, I just wonder about that relationship and that dynamic Jimmy, in particular. Jimmy, this 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 is like, you know, you know, when you're friends in your neighborhood and you get some drama because, you know, perhaps uh, the husbands or the wives or the girlfriends or the boyfriends maybe had too much to drink. Something spills out and it creates some drama. <laughs> you just don't get invited to Thanksgiving anymore. You don't get invited to game night. You don't go out and publicly either threaten or blackmail and then bring it to light. That is extreme privilege to me. It's extreme privilege. There are I can I could I could list a 999 ways in which this could have been handled differently, um, where perhaps it eventually led that there's been a big falling out. Right? We had heard during the World Cup that they weren't riding on the same buses together anymore, the families and those types of things, like little drama things. But there was a million ways this could have been handled without having to come into the public forum and into the public eye. I did not want to know this information about Greg Berhalter. I did not want to know this information about the, the Reinas. I don't want to know any of these types of things because it does not affect my day-to-day -day life. But now, as a fan of U.S. soccer, as a former player of U.S. soccer, as a fan of the growth of the game, I'm having to live in this in a micro, micro way compared to the families of the two groups involved that are now lives will forever be different in the public eye of, of the fan, of the, of, of the federation, of their current jobs, and all these things when it didn't have to be this way. It, it was interesting, and I, I like that. It didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. What's interesting is that it feels like the rain has made a decision that if our son is going to go down, we're taking Greg with us. <laughs> and, and I still think that you can't move forward with Greg Burhalter because this is just going to fall. Like You need a clean break from this situation. And that ultimately, after some time passes, Gio's going to be brought back into the fold. And then we're just going to move forward from there. But for right now, and obviously we'll get into the the coach that got named, Anthony Hudson, got named as the temporary interim coach for the January camp. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow on the podcast. Come back and join us for that. And, and uh, I know that Cindy Cohn and Ernie Stewart are making a statement a little bit later. We'll get into any of their comments about what's happening as well on tomorrow's podcast as well. But but I just don't know. I don't know what you think, Heath. I don't know anybody yeah. listening or watching or hit us up on Twitter at ISWT Pod with your thoughts as well. I see Will Tidy. What's up, Will? Hanging out with us. Can I, I, I go ahead? Yeah. yeah the, the one thing I wanted to say is that I'm actually not against her sharing this information with U.S. Soccer. If it was a, something that was weighing on her and she needed to say it, I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the way in which we are hearing it was delivered, which is as a threat or blackmailing, right? Um, I have a problem in the timing of which this news was shared, which was around the same time that uh, uh, December 11th, which was the same time that Greg Berhalter had shared the information about a player uh, and the way in which they handled a player that was potentially sent home. Which I have was a problem. obvious who yeah. it was at that I, point. <laughs> I have, it, it, it was. Uh, but never, from what I understand, never stated by name. Again, maybe that was Greg's way of getting it off his chest and allowing people to say, you, you know what I'm saying, but I'm not going to say it because that's the <laughs> wrong thing to do. I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with her needing to say something that took place. It's not hers to share, but if she is part of the situation, 
And to isolate it from all of the uh, things happening right now, if she felt like, hey, I came into some information and I think it needs to be shared and I need to get this off, fine. But that's not how it happened. She was part of the situation that took place with Greg Berhalter and the domestic abuse all those years ago. She was the best friend of Greg Berhalter's now wife. She worked through that with him. She talks about how she took time to forgive him and all these types of things. She's had all of that for all these years. But she turned that into a weapon. She didn't turn that into protect women, make women better, or like we need to, we need to like cut this out of the world. She used this to weaponize something that was happening to her son. And that to me is so wrong on so many levels. And 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 again, I'm 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 speculating on the information that has come out that's been shared through through sources. So I'm I'm using just what I have to, to go off of. And that part to me really, really hurts because again. Uh, a lot of people lose in this situation. Everybody loses. Everybody like loses. Said, the Everybody intended loses. effect will likely happen. Okay, so what do you think? To... You, you think it's going to happen? I think I think that, Greg, I think that this came with, with spite and it will end with the intended outcome, which is Greg Berhalter to not be the, the national team coach anymore. And now maybe I, that was part of the works. I, I, but I just... Be, yeah. I assume there's going to be a lawsuit and some, you know, some defamation lawsuit yeah. of... of questioning character and all that stuff. And that's going to follow Greg around for the rest of his career as he tries to go get a new job, assuming he doesn't get, I just don't know if you, I just don't think you can renew him at this point because well, I, I don't think it's going to affect him getting a new job. They made a co-statement together. His information will always be his information. I can say whatever a hearsay, Jimmy, I can come and I say anything it. I, I want get about it. you, but the people that were involved, the two people that were involved in the incident, however bad it was, however extreme it was, will always have, because they are the two parties involved, will always have the final say as to what actually took place, whether they whether they dial it down or or they bury it forever. So I don't think that will affect his ability to be hired moving forward. I do think this situation will affect his ability to be the U.S. men's national team coach moving forward. Okay, and then what do you think about Gio? How do you think he's responding or reacting to this or even the lock? Well, I mean, I'm trying to think about what our locker room yeah. would have done back in the day when the national team. I would have called like Gio. I, I, I would have called Gio. I would have been like, man, you know what? You're getting you're getting dragged through all of this, and Gio's at, uh, uh, has his own faults. Like I have my own faults, but this situation isn't Gio's fault. This situation isn't his his sort of uh, cross to bear. Like this isn't. I, I I would I would I would try to be there for him because we've seen him suffering over the last year with injuries and 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 all that stuff. We know that he's suffered in his lifetime um, on on a personal level, like all of us have. I would be there for him as a friend in a way that a friend should be there for him. Because uh, again, he's having to carry this weight of something that he has nothing to do with. And this is soccer's Royal families battling it out and saying things that shouldn't be said. And it just stinks of absolute privilege. And, and, and that privilege needs to be checked at the moment. And, and I feel bad because Gio, unfortunately can't just be like, uh, you know, like it's either you, you're, you're <laughs> for like, you can't be for or against anything. You just have to deal with it. Yeah, this guy just needs to not show up for the national team until the summer. Let things die down a little bit. It's it's yeah. And this it's has nothing times. to do with the on-field. Like Greg Berhalter is tactics on-field, off-field. We are not talking about whether he's the right coach or not because of of football or soccer. This has nothing. So anybody that's like trying to weave that into this conversation about like, well, this wouldn't have happened if he played Geo. Like, no, none of this has anything to do with the decisions that Greg Berhalter made during the World Cup. In my opinion. All right. We just talked for 25 minutes. I'm still in shock about what's happening. So we're going to take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we'll talk about it some more. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, everybody, to In Soccer We Trust. This is an emergency podcast regarding the Reina family versus the Burhalter family. And it's ugly, and there are going to be no winners out of this. But uh, it seems like the Reinas knew that going in. They're just going to bring down the Burhalters and see what happens. I got so many questions. Give me so many ripple effects of this. I'm very curious to see what Cindy Cohen and Ernie Stewart say when they have their press conference a little bit later today. In some ways, I kind of wouldn't mind doing another emergency podcast, but we'll save their statements for tomorrow so we can build that up. Come back and join us. That will kick off at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern or wherever you are in the United States or globally, wherever you're listening to this. And of course, available to you on any podcast platform of your choice whenever you're ready to listen to it. But Heath, I I, I, I want to get into, I, I suppose, what this means for Claudio. I, as much as Danielle's come out and really kind of taken ownership of this, Claudio had his own statement, and he said, I support my wife, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I, too, was upset by Greg's comments about Gio after the U.S. was out of the World Cup. And I also appealed to Ernie Stewart on December 11th, asking him to prevent any additional comments. While in Qatar, I shared my frustrations about my son's World Cup experience with a number of close friends, Ernie and Brian bring bride among them, who both work for U.S. soccer. We've had Brian on the show before. However, at no time did I ever threaten anyone, nor would I ever do so. I. I. Exactly right. Very, very important part of that statement. I. (laughs) My wife, however, is a mama bear. She's emotional. She's protecting her cub. And, And... yeah, this is this is an incredible story. This is an incredible story, and I wonder what happens now. There's a part of me, too, where when we talk about youth sports in this country in particular, it's the parents that kind of ruin it. So, I'm not saying, you know, unequivocally always ruin the experience, but they do ruin the experience for the players, and, and at times the coaches, eh, some coaches deserve, you know, to be held accountable but not in this way. There's different ways, as you mentioned before, to get your message across, to have a diplomatic and polite conversation about the treatment of your your son or daughter or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I don't, this is just, I can't believe we're actually having this emergency podcast talking about this topic. I, I, I know both of these players played with them on the national mm-hmm. team. I know both of their wives and their families. I, I, I saw something come out about how Greg Berhalter had an anger issue problem. For me, speaking from my experience, I never saw it. I, I didn't necessarily like playing next to him because he was kind of a dick to me at times. 
and I've mentioned that before, but I knew there was two things happening. One, he had a really clear vision of how the game should be played, and he was pretty good at communicating. So I thought, ah, he'd be a good coach. And the second part, which I understand, is we were competing for the same spot. And actually, I was picked over him for the 2006 World Cup roster. Corey Gibbs got hurt, and then Greg came in as uh, one of the alternates that, that got placed in for Corey Gibbs. But I never saw anything outside of that that would reflect these massive anger issues that some some people were suggesting on on Twitter. And I'd like to actually, yeah. you know, hear more from former players and who put their names out there to say that he had that because I it's all speculative at the moment. But but this is so crazy to me, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just sad. It's just sad. It is sad. There is no. There is no. Uh winner in in any of this everybody loses u.s soccer loses it's it's another thing that could have been handled privately between all these families there's no like start point it's like what it's like a goal jimmy when you watch a goal happen and you go into a video room after and you go well you know jimmy you didn't track your runner to the near post and he scored on a header and you're like yeah but what about the guy who didn't close down the guy crossing the ball and they're like yeah but we had a chance to kill the game at the half line and and that was there or like if you didn't have a bad turnover further up the field and you're like you could trace everything back to another point that could have been preventing this situation right now. But all of these events have played out in a sequential order that there's no real like who was wrong first or who caused this or who started this. That's not what this is about. It's just unfortunately um, come out in a way. And now, you know, we're, we, we're talking about uh, threats and, and blackmail here. We're not talking about like I shared information or something like you know, this idea of like, Things that if I, you know, people did something wrong that 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 needs to be reported, whether in a workplace or or in a private uh, scenario that needs to be shared, you know, and and so it's it's just really sad because, like you said, I know Claudio, I know Gio, I know Greg, uh, I know uh, his kids, and they're all having to live through this uh, right now, and their their wives and their wider families and people close to them, and and it just it really really sucks. Because I think it's just the beginning of, of where this is going to go, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right that this is going to lead to, well, lawsuits, I think, feel like that's inevitable. But but throw up uh, producer Des. Can you throw up Matt Osborne's comment? I actually liked what he was asking about seeing the bigger picture and how we have an issue with, uh, here it is. We're all missing the big picture. Why are there so many intimate relationships within U.S. soccer? They keep hiring friends and relatives instead of the most qualified people. This will keep happening. I do want to say something very quickly. We have Cindy Cohn, former player for the U.S. Women's National Team. We have Brian McBride. We have Ernie Stewart. We have Greg Berhalter. We have Claudio Reyna. I thought, at least in theory, Heath. We begged for this. We begged for former players to get back into the system because they knew more about the game than the people that didn't, that were all corporate people or they're just marketing people. They don't know the game. It's not in their DNA. We need people that know the game with their DNA. It's in there. It's a passion. That's who we need in charge. And now we have that. And and now, like, that's not working either. Now, this one feels very, I think this one, to your point about that, these different moments in time, and can you trace it back to something before? And I know that we're doing it through the lens of the game and the five passes before. If we could have just solved that, then maybe they wouldn't have scored. I think we can really date back a lot of this to Jay Berhalter hiring his brother, Greg Berhalter, right? It does come back to that and not really having too much of a process. And, and that's where I think a lot of the frustration comes from. That's the nepotism that I think we need to address. Because I, I don't mind having Ernie Stewart or Brian McBride and Cindy Cohn 
uh, Claudia. I like having all that. These these people have been around, mm -hmm. but because they've been around, because they've experienced things together in high pressure situations, they have history. And sometimes that history, when you have a, a, a if if somebody gave you a favor back in the day, then you might expect that favor down the line. I'll give you my own personal example with this, and and it didn't it didn't feel fair. I guess when I look back on it, but I'll say this. When Bob Bradley took over in 2007, he was the interim coach for the U.S. men's national team. Mm -hmm. I was in the first camp, and I was captain for his first ever game. I, next game was in Phoenix against Mexico. Pablo was the captain, but I ended up scoring, this is my flex of the day, and, and being named man of the match. After that game, I was in, I was in the elevator. Before that game was Sunil Galati, then U.S. soccer president, and Dan Flynn basically number two at U.S. soccer for many, many years. They looked nervous. They thought we were going to get pumped by Mexico. And I looked at them like, ah, we got this. Now, I didn't know if we got this, but thankfully we went out there and did the job and I played well and got into that. After that game, Bob got named as the full coach. And I carried with me that that guy owed me something. He owed me. Because if we had lost that game, I don't know if Bob gets hired. Right. But I thought I had done enough to warrant a little bit more I say favoritism, but, but he just owed me something. He probably didn't even think anything of it. He's like, great. My team went out and did the job. I put my team in the best position to win. We won. And that's that Bob's moving on signs his deal. Full-time coach looking forward. Now he gave me plenty of chances to make the team for the world cup, blah, 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 maybe captain multiple more times. So in some ways he did repay that favor, but I didn't see it the same way. I always thought I deserved a little bit more than the other players that I was competing against. And that was to my detriment. And I feel like we're seeing a little something similar here that, that, that the Reinas were owed something by Greg. Yeah. Privilege. Privilege. Right. And, and, and also when you get these relationships as Matt is saying, or Matthew is saying that when you're around each other for so long, there might be something that other, you know, with the Ernie Stewart's, the Brian, because they have so much history over so many years as teammates and then post-career, that there might be some things that they owe each other. And that's where it might be the negative side of having former players involved at almost every single level of the game. Not yeah. just here, but but anywhere in, in any sport. I, it's 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 hard, Jimmy. Look, I I since since I retired, you and I, we've both been in the media world. I've been part of uh businesses where I've got former teammates and players that worked for me. Uh, whether on a project basis or or work for me, I haven't done it in a, in a in a club environment or in a national team environment. Yes, it is a still a small and growing industry. But if you look at Thorington and and Chirundolo, or you look at uh, Reina and Wolf, and you look at all these things, there's still an element of I work for you, you work or you work for me, right? And there is going to be tough situations that have to happen. Yes, there are ways in which, yeah, you know, I want to, I, I, I'm, I'm Claudio Reyna. I want to have a conversation with Greg Berhalter about my son's progress or his situation. I think I should be able to do that because he's a friend and somebody that I've known for a long time. That's probably going to get him that conversation, but it's not going to get you privilege, right? In, in a way that's like, you owe me something. And I feel like this got to the point um, of privilege and it got to the point of that privilege not being transacted or converted on, and therefore we're going to go a step further. And it came through what I don't think are bad people, but through uh, emotions getting the most of 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 um, uh, their character or or their their love for or protection for their children, whatever that was. It was like I need to I need an eye for an eye in this situation, and and that came out now, and it and it's and it sucks. 
and that stain, I think, is going to follow them for quite some time. Um, and to what you may you said before, maybe, uh, unfortunately for Gio, it might follow him through the rest of his professional career. Yet to be said, I know that feels very dramatic, but we're in a very dramatic moment as it pertains to what's happening around U.S. soccer and U.S. men's national team. And just to remind everybody, we have another podcast tomorrow. So I assume within the next 24 hours, there's going to be plenty more to talk mm-hmm. about. We're going to hear from Cindy Cohn, the U.S. soccer president, Ernie Stewart, who uh, helps runs thing, run things on the U.S. men's national team side. We're going to get more information, obviously, about uh, the Reynas and Verhalters as this moves along. And obviously, we'll talk about the interim coach that just got named Anthony Hudson for the upcoming January camp and the roster that's going to be revealed very, very soon for that. That's all happening tomorrow, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. This is In Soccer We Trust. We appreciate you guys for listening and watching. This has been an emergency podcast. So on behalf of Producer Des, put this all together in the Hollywood Heath Pierce. I'm Jimmy Trashcan Conrad saying thank you for hanging out with us today and we will see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Sunday after the equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after the equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.